Welcome back to the With Ross pod. This is a follow-up to the Moore's Law episode from a few days ago. I think it's a fascinating topic, and I wanted to contribute a few more thoughts. The power of exponents is deceptive. A doubling at first is insignificant. When an exponential technology emerges, you start with one user or one widget. After a doubling, you have two, and then four, and then eight. After 20 doublings, you've broken a million. After 30 doublings, which is where we are with Moore's Law in 2021, you break a billion times what you started with. Moore's Law has been applied to countless other things besides computing with an abbreviated or expanded timeline. For example, the adoption of cell phones, adoption of the internet, adoption of social media, solar panels, electric cars, Bitcoin, I could go on. Everything follows this path where there's a small handful of early adopters. And for years, it doesn't look like anything will come of it. The experts all say it'll never take off. It will never work. But somewhere around the 20th doubling, you realize, oh, wow, this could really be something disruptive. To illustrate, the difference between 1,000 and 2,000 transistors, which was the benchmark I mentioned for the 1970s chip, is the difference between a computer that fills a warehouse and a computer that fills an airplane hangar, which not that impressive. You're talking about a massive computer that's only useful for governments and universities. But as the doubling continued by the 1980s, you could fit a computer into a home. Granted, it had a monochrome screen, one megahertz processor, and eight kilobytes of memory. But by the 1990s, you had handheld computers. By the end of the 2000s, the aughts, we had smartphones. And today, we have smart watches on our wrist with 4K screens and gigabytes of memory. In our laptops, the trend has been that the form factor stays relatively static, but we get way more computing power. The MacBooks that were announced the other day don't physically look that much different than my six-year-old MacBook Pro, but their processing power is something like eight to 10 times greater on the mid-tier models. So I think, I think we won't necessarily see smaller laptops in the future, but rather just a continually more powerful version with a somewhat recognizable form factor. So what that means is the MacBook of two years from now will be twice as powerful as the ones released the other day, and the MacBooks after that will be four times greater in computing power. That said, I'm certain that while my predictions are correct in their direction, I'm 100% wrong in the details. One fallacy we all tend to make is extrapolating current tech into the future. For example, if you saw, and I'm sure you have seen sci-fi films from the 1990s or early 2000s, they often featured tiny flip phones. I'm talking about minority reports and, and films that predicted the world of the 2020s, of today. It was hard to foresee the, the smartphone in the 90s or the 2000s. So they took the current trend, which was a decrease in cell phone size, and extrapolated it into the future. What actually happened, of course, was that the more powerful chips facilitated new form factors, better touch screens, etc., and that paved the way for the iPhone, which paved the way for the smartphone revolution. So remember, exponents are deceptive until they're disruptive. Extrapolation does not tell us what the future will look like. Thanks for listening. Bye.